Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. In Mark chapter number 4 and verse 35, it says this, And the same day when the evening was come, he said to them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as was in the ship, and there was also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, that's the Lord Jesus, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him, and saying to him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Uh, if you would, then turn with me over to Acts 27. I'm just, uh, this is the story of Heraclodon. Y'all know uh, the story well. I want to start down here in around verse 18. Verse 18 of Acts 27, it says, And being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. The third day we cast out with our hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. But after a long absence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you've been hearken, you should have hearkened unto me, and we should have not loose, excuse me, and not have loosed from Crete, and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there stood beside excuse me, so there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood beside me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all that was, uh, thee, all them that with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall even be as it was told to me, howbeit we must be cast upon a certain island. And if you'll go with me in prayer, Lord God, I come to you tonight, and Father, you know my nerves. God, you know my heart, and I just ask for your help. God, I submit myself to you, Lord God, today. And Father, I just ask you to help me preach this. Help me remember, Father, what, what we studied, God, what you've put on my heart. And God, let me preach it how you want me to preach it. God, let me say what you want me to say, Lord Father, and help me. God, if there's one lost, I pray, God, you save them. Lord, if there's one backslidden, Lord God, I pray that you'd reclaim him. And Lord God, I just ask you and thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I, I simply got this thought this morning, excuse me, this evening, I'll get that right, but this evening, this, the idea of storms. The idea of storms, and I read two different examples uh, of storms and that, 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 that the disciples went through and then Paul went through and, and the things that, that happened there, those are familiar scripture, y'all understand those storms. But I want to take some note about storms tonight, and I, I don't, I really... I want to preach, but I want to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost, if that's all right. And I just want to kind of give you some thoughts. You know, in, in James chapter 1, verse 2 and 4, the Bible says this. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have a perfect work, that ye may be perfect, 
and entire wanting nothing. I, can I say that storms tonight are simply a, a tool that God uses to mold us, to make us, to help us. It's, it's something that God uses that will become better Christians, that we not just stay what we always are. Can I say this? You didn't get saved to sit on a pew. God didn't save you to sit on a pew. God saved you to serve. A something He wants you to do. But as you serve, you are going to come through storms in life. You can't get around it. You can't, uh, uh, you can't miss them. It's going to happen. And let me just say it like this. If it's not, if you're not going through storms, if you're not doing something, uh, and the devil's not fighting you, you may want to check and see whether or not you're checked in the ball game. I know I've used this example before, but I'll use it again. I played a lot of ball growing up, and, 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 and you know, and... I got into the game, somebody played defense, but when I checked out, didn't nobody come and play defense against me? Didn't nobody come and guard me because I wasn't a threat? And can I say, if you're sitting on the pew and, and you can come to church and go and the devil ain't bothering you, the devil ain't doing anything to hinder the work of God, it may be because we've not checked into the game. And I want you to see in both these cases, the, uh, these folks were in the direct will of God. If you'll look here in Mark chapter 4, it said verse 30, Father, the same day when the evil was coming here, he saith unto them, let us pass over to the other side. It was Jesus that told them to get into the ship. It was Jesus that told them to go to the other side. Hey, they done exactly what they told they were supposed to do. They walked, they went right where they were supposed to go. They, they walked out there. And it was the same for Paul. Hey, Paul over in Acts was put in prison for preaching the gospel. Hey, for doing what he's supposed to be doing. And they bound him and put him up. And they were sending him to Rome. Hey, and I cannot tell you that Paul, hey, he was not out of the will of God. He was right where God wanted him to be. But because of the service to God, hey, it's a sure thing you're going to come across storms. Can I say this? And that'll bring me to my first point here. It's the sureness of the storm. Can I say 2 Timothy chapter 3, 12, verse 12. And Paul's writing to Timothy to exhort him to go on, to exhort him in these last days to preach and go. And this is what he says. He says, Yea, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Hey, it's not if you're going to come through a storm. It's when. Hey, you will come through one. Hey, and if you serve God for long, you're going to come through one. It's been said that you're either coming out of one or you're going to go into one. Amen? That's what's going to happen. Hey, but the storms in life are there to mold us, to help us. And can I say this? This is something he's really been working on me hard about and I, he's whooped my hind end with it. It's not about us. It's not about our storm. Hey, but it's about him getting the glory through our storm. Oftentimes we get selfish and we think to ourselves, I mean, why am I in this? Why is this happening to me? But honestly, I never saw Paul say that. I never heard Paul say it. As a matter of fact, I think Paul would have said like this over in Acts chapter 16. He looked over at Silas and said, you know, hey, we're down in this prison. Hey, we've been beat and put up for the gospel. It's not going good. But I believe they looked over at each other at the midnight hour and said, God has been good. He said, I think he'd say, Brother Silas, just sing a verse right there and let us know how good God is. Hey, and I'm going to tell you, that's when he showed up. Hey, your, your, uh, your perception of what you're going through, your perception of your storm, hey, very well may result uh, in how fast you get out and the blessing uh, hey, that you'll get from the storm. I mean, it's about them, but it's a sure thing. Can I see this? Oh, there's the soberness of the storm. Look in Mark 4, right in verse 38. And he arose and rebuked the wind 
and said to the wind, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, verse 38, I was in the first 39. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and said to him, now listen to this, Master, carest thou not that we perish? That the disciples, they, they lost all hope. They, they thought it was over. And as a matter of fact, they come to the creator of all heaven and earth and said, do you even care? I mean, we're out here serving you. We've done just what you told us to do. We got in the boat just like you said. Do you even care that we're about to die? And yet, it's just a hopeless thing. You see the same thing in Acts 27. Uh, in, in verse 20, it says, And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, no small tempest lay on us. Listen to this right here. All hope that we should be saved was taken away. And I say that's what the devil will do. That's what will happen in storms. If you'll get your eyes off of Christ, if you get your eyes on the circumstances, hey, the devil is still your hope, neighbor. He'll take it from you. Hey, and, 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 but the thing is, there's times that God's going to put you in those situations. Uh, it's, it's for your growth. It's, it's for your benefit. And, and can I simply say, I know I've preached this before, but it's just what God's on my heart. And, and I say, you've got to get in the storm if you're ever going to get strong enough to make it on. God, can I say this? I used to lift weights a lot and I used to do that. And when I was in high school, we would, we all wanted to bench press over 400 pounds. That was our thing. And can I say, I never one time, I, I did get there, but let me just say this. When before I got to lifting 400 pounds, I'd lay under heavy weight. I first started out lifting about 220 or so, 225. And I had to bump up there to 75 to 315 to 390. I'd bump on up in there until I got to 405. That's where I wanted to be. The poor is there was trials that come and I had to master one storm and then I'd get to another storm and I'd get to another storm and before I could get to where God where I wanted to be and it's the same with God if you look in Romans 5 and verse 3 it says this and not only so but we glory in tribulations also knowing that tribulations work with patience and patience look here experience and experience what's that next word hope and hope maketh not ashamed because of the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. I'm going to tell you, he's got to put you in a hopeless situation hey, that he can teach you how mighty of a God he is. And can I say, I said, give me an example, let me give you that. Brother Heath on his phone has got a video of me doing a six foot broad jump. That's true. I mean, if you don't believe it, just get with Brother Heath. Now, I tell you that, tell you this. I told Brother Heath, I said, Brother, I can, I can jump at it. He said, no, you can't. No, I said, no, Brother Heath, I can, I can jump six foot. He said, no. But I got, my, got there on that line. That's when the preacher had them six foot lines marked in the middle of the, the pews there. And you know what I done? I stood there on that one line, and I jumped over our Brother Heath, that other line, didn't I? Now, when I got done, Brother Heath was a believer. He said, man, you can do it. And I said, that's what God's got to do to us sometimes. He's got to get us in a position in the middle of these storms when we don't see any way out. Because if we get to a place where we think we can do it, hey, we'll try to maneuver, hey, we'll try to turn and twist so we can say, well, hey, I've done this. But God will get you to a point where you think all hope is gone, all hope is lost, hey, that there's no point in you even getting your head off the pillow, that you're over. Hey, but then all of a sudden, unexplainably, supernaturally, God Almighty of Heaven will step forth in your life Hey, and he'll bring hope where there was no hope. See, that builds your faith. Uh, without the storms, you'll have no faith. 
I mean, listen, how am I ever going to know that God can move in faith-promised missions if I never submit myself to giving in to faith-promised missions? How am I going to know that God will bless tithing if I never submit to tithing like I should? I mean, that's how it builds your faith. And storms are the same way. Can I say, I, I, I'm not gonna, I know we're on the internet, and I'm not going to say a lot about it, but y'all know the story of my, a little bit of my past and the storm, and I come through, and can I say, i never known God could fix that problem if He don't put me in it. But see, when tomorrow comes, and that same storm was to come by, it don't bother me no more. I've watched Him fix it once. He can do it again. See, you got to have storms to build your hope. Can I say this? It's the, not only is it a somber storm, but can I see this? There's a storm that, that there's the seeking in the storm. These storms are going to cause you to do one of two things. It's going to cause you to run from God. It's going to cause you to find God. And in both these, you'll see the seeking of the storm. In Mark 4, 39, they went down there in the bottom of that boat and got it. They went and they found where Jesus was. Hope was getting lost. All the thing they could do was turn to Him and they went down there and found Him. Over in Acts 27, you see Paul in verse 22. I'm sorry, not verse 22, but verse 21. But after long absence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and have gained this harm and loss. But after that long absence, you know what Paul had been doing? Hey, Paul went back there in the secret place and he started calling on God. He started trying to get a hold of God. Hey, there was a seeking of God in the storm. And can I say tonight, sometimes God will put you in a storm hey, to get you from going down a path you ought not be going. That's not what's happening in this scripture. Just listen to me. There's been times God's made me have hard times just to get my attention. Amen. But I'm telling you, serving God, there's times He's put me in a storm that I'd seek Him more diligently. Don't you notice this right here? It said in Acts 27, Paul said, after a long absence. See, his prayer didn't immediately get answered. I, that, 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 that boat is rocking, the waves is coming in. I mean, they've been throwing stuff off, the light in the ship. Hey, and they just didn't immediately, he didn't immediately get his answer. Hey, so he just kept on praying. He kept on seeking. He kept on searching. Hey, the thing is, oftentimes we give up right before our blessings come. Hey, can I tell you, there's been times in my prayer life, there's been times where I've been wanting to get a hold of God in the middle of a storm. And I'm going to tell you, I'd get to praying, and I didn't think I heard nothing. I'd get to praying, I didn't think He's going to hear me. Hey, and I gave up. I gave up on God. And I didn't get my prayer answered. So you know what happened? I just stayed in that store. Yeah, man. Hey, but then there's been times where I got a hold of that altar and I said, I ain't getting up until something changes. Hey, until I get a word from God. Hey, it wasn't long ago, Brother Heath. Hey, I walked up in that prayer place hey, with my Bible in my hand and I said, Lord, I'm not leaving until I get a scripture and a verse that you're hearing me. And I'm going to tell you, good neighbor, it wasn't long. I mean, it took me a minute. Hey, I got to singing. It wasn't good singing. Hey, but I got the singing hey, and I got the shouting out there in the middle of the woods hey, because God answered my prayer in the storm. I'm going to see this though. I preached all that. I'm going to want to get to this. You know what happened in the middle of that storm when prayers get answered? There's some silence in the storm. 
that takes place. I want you to look over here in Mark 4. Look in Mark 4. And in verse 39, the Bible said this, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. Now there's times when the Lord God will calm the storm. There's times he'll get out on that boat and he'll say, hey, that's enough. I mean, devil, that's enough. I'm shutting this thing down. They said, hey, so there'll be no more wind blowing. I mean, it'll be calm. And it said there was a great calm, if I read that right. A great calm. I'm like Brother Moore said, I believe he can look on the, on the water right then and see the reflection. Amen. I mean, it just got calm. There was no more fear. The storm was over. He brought them out of it. And everything was good. And I say thank God for the times that He calms storms. Thank God for the times that He speaks His peace and the storm stops and the fighting that you're dealing with is over. But I want you to see in Acts 27, there was also a storm calmed. Let me flip over there real quick. Look at Acts 27. Look in uh, verse 22. And it's, I'm going to go back to verse 20. Yeah, I'm going to that. It said, And no tempest lay upon us. All hope that we should be saved was taken away. In verse 21, But after long absence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you've hearkened unto me and not have loosened the creed and gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to listen to this. Listen to what Paul says. Be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss in any man's life among you, but of the ship. Now notice what Paul said. Paul said, be of good cheer. Are you kidding me? They're in the middle of a storm, and the boat's about to come apart. Things are going to happen. And Paul stood up and said, be of good cheer. I want you to see why. Look here in verse 23. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told to me. Now, I'm going to tell you something. He had to tell Paul right there, he said, Fear not. You know why he told Paul to fear not? I believe this. This is deep. Because he was afraid. He was afraid. Amen. Amen. He was scared. He was nervous. But he comes out from that prayer closet. Hey, he walks out of that secret place. Hey, no more is he afraid. Hey, can I see these times, honey? Hey, that listen to me. He'll calm the storm. He'll calm the waves. Hey, but bless God, these times. Hey, he'll just calm the state. He'll walk over in the saint's heart. He'll say, peace be still. Hey, it ain't never stopped the storm. Their boat was still heading to land. Hey, they still lost control. Hey, but Paul said, Hey, be of good cheer. It's all all right. I've done met with Jesus. He's done stood beside me this night. Hey, and I'm going to tell you, it don't get no more peaceful hey, than when the Prince of Peace shows up on the scene and, steal, hey, and, 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 and steals your soul. Now listen, hey, he very well, hey, just because he steals your heart don't mean the storm is going to be over. You study this out, what you'll find out simply this. That boat went on to wreck. You know why? Because God said it had to. He's going to land on a certain island. It just because you're in a storm don't mean God's going to solve it. It don't mean God's going to show up in the middle of your storm and just say, that's, that's enough right there. That's it. 
He may not stand up on the bow and put his hands out and say, hey, hey, rebuke the wind, say peace, be still. I'm going to tell you what he will do. He'll step out in your heart. Get me a good neighbor. On the battle of your heart, he'll step out there. He'll raise both hands up. Hey, he'll say, hey, son, hey, child of God, just stand firm. It's all right. And I tell you, that's to me some of the best peace he ever bought. And don't y'all fall out with me or nothing about this. I'm just going to tell you. I was a little boy. Dad took me to a haunted house one time. Matter of fact, it was my great-grandma's house. Susie, it was her house. She, had, she died many years ago, but... I was a little bit old boy. I couldn't have been no more than just six, seven years old. I remember going to this haunted house, and man, I, I'm going to tell you, that thing scared me. I, that's the, one of the few times in my life I can remember being actual, just like shaking. I was so scared. I remember walking into this one room, and they put this paper up behind me, and they shine lights behind it, excuse me, in front of it. So when I backed up, they could see my shadow outline. And what they do is they take like plastic knives and stuff, and they'd stick through that paper at your head stuff. Scared me to death, brother. It scared me to death. But I had one standing beside me. Reached over and I got a hold of daddy and I climbed him like a tree. Amen. And listen to me. He pulled me up there real close, up in his arms. <laughs> he said, boy, it's all right. Can't nobody hurt you when daddy's here. It's all going to be okay. Can I tell you, we went but halfway through that haunted house. <laughs> I was scared to death. Uh, hey, but I'm going to tell you something. It didn't get me out of that haunted house. Uh, hey, Dad didn't miracle us from the inside to the outside. I still had to walk through the rest of that house. Uh, I still had sometimes uh, hey, get scared. Uh, hey, but I'm going to tell you when Daddy had a hold of me and he put me up in his arms. Uh, hey, can I tell you, friend? Uh, hey, I wasn't worried about no boogeyman. Uh, I wasn't worried about nobody with a chainsaw. Hey, my Daddy had a hold of me. And I'm going to tell you, there's been times in my life and when I've been out there and my seas was rolling and the wind was blowing but the God of heaven my heavenly father I cried out Abba Abba and he come pick me up put me up in his arms he said peace ain't be still in my heart it was all alright can I say now he may not take you out of the storm he can calm you in it I'm going to give you this so I want you to see this, but not only that, here's the important part about it. The spectators of the storm. These folks watching what's going on here. I mean, they ain't by themselves. We look over in Acts 27, you see Paul. In about verse, look at verse 31. Paul said unto the satyrian and to the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. Now, Paul's talking to somebody who he had just told them. He said, don't leave there. Don't unhook. If we, if we leave over here, Crete, man, we're going to get in a bind of hurt. But that, the Bible said that he listened to the owner of the ship and not Paul. Oh, but Paul done stood up there. I'm talking about full of the Holy Ghost. He done stood up and said, be a good cheer. Can I say the witness he had in the storm of those watching was an important thing? The next verse right here in verse 32. Hey, they're, excuse me, and before this, they're trying to get off. The ship is going. Hey, they're wanting to jump ship. And Paul comes up that satyrian, that same one that wouldn't listen to him, that same one that didn't want nothing to what he had to say. Hey, this, this time though, Paul said unto them, except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. And in verse 32, look at here. Then the soldiers cut off the rope 
ropes of the boat and let her fall off. I'm going to tell you what happened. Them satyrians, them soldiers looked up there and said, I don't know what Paul's got that we ain't. Hey, but he seems fine. He seems in control. He seems like it's all going to be all right. He done said he talked to somebody bigger than me. Hey, they just said, cut the ropes, boys. Hey, we're not getting off the boat. Hey, take the life floats. Throw them away. Hey, we're going to stick in the ship. Hey, because Paul said, that's what we ought to be doing. Let me just say it like this. In the midst of your storm, hey, don't you get out the ship. Hey, you just stay right there where God put you. Hey, let me just say it like this. Hey, if he puts you in a church, bless God, dig your roots deep. Hey, don't leave. Don't go. Stay with the ship. Amen. If he calls you to preach, hey, pick up your Bible and preach. It don't matter what the storm's like. His calling on your life ain't changed. Hey, don't get out of the boat, friend. Just stay in the boat. His witness. Now, can I ask you something? What's people seeing in our witness? I mean, are they seeing steadfastness? Paul got up there and said, I done been with God. He said, it's going to be all right. He said, y'all just cheer on up now. We're going to get on through this thing. And, and see, somebody listened. You know how I know it? Because they responded to what he said. I mean, he was a witness. Now, don't you look on over here in verse 35. And he went over and Paul goes on and he tells them to eat. He give them bread. And then in verse 35 he said, And when he had thus spoken, he took the bread. Now look at here. And gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And we had broken it. He began to eat. Look at now, look at verse 36. Then were they all of good cheer. Can I say not only was his witness good for them to listen, but it changed their attitude. It changed their perception of things. Oh, now they was of good cheer. No longer was their head down, uh, their lip pooched out. Uh, they done got them something to eat. Uh, their hearts was lifted. I want to ask you this morning, in the middle of your storm, hey, are we lifting hearts? Uh, are we exhorting saints to go on? Uh, are we pointing sinners to Christ? Uh, hey, are they busy seeing us with their head down, not getting nothing done? Uh, hey, I'm talking about the spectators in our storm watching. Can I say that though? I, I believe there's a picture of some Christians right there. But in Mark 4, I believe you see some pictures of some lost watching in the storm. I want you to look over here in verse 36. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other, look here, little ships. There's some spectators watching what's going on. And can I say this right here? Out in the middle of that storm in Mark, Jesus was in that boat. Them disciples ain't got to worry because Jesus was in the boat. You hear me? Uh, the storm was going to go, the storm was going to rage, but Jesus was in their boat. But what about these little ships? What about them? See, they're in a ship big enough for 12 disciples and Jesus to go down there and lay down there and take a nap. But what about these little dinghies? What about these one-man cedars? What about these canoes that saw something enough that they had enough influence that they wanted to follow after Jesus. They hadn't got to Him yet, but they wanted to follow after Him. I'm talking about tonight, oh, we got enough influence that somebody wants to see what, the amount of God on us and go after God that we're different than the world. I mean, I got to thinking about these little ships. And you know what might be the difference? Why God calmed the storm in Mark 4 
and why God calmed the saint in Mark 27. Now, I don't know 100% on this. I'm just going to give you my thought. Because them little, them little ships wasn't going to make it without God. They weren't going to make it without Christ. See, them disciples had what they needed in the boat. They had one to stand up and calm their storms or could calm their fears. But them little dinghies was trying their best to get to God, just couldn't do it. He's trying their best to get over where he was going to be. Hey, just couldn't do it. I'm going to tell you something. Hey, has anybody in your life hey, got to look at you in the middle of a storm and see how you stood up and see who you run to? Now, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. They was over there paddling. They was afraid. But I think them people in them dinghies looked down there and they saw all them disciples and they just finally one of them said, Hey, somebody, let's get in the bottom of the boat. Let's get Jesus up. He can fix this thing. And I think maybe one of them folks in them dinghies was a paddling and they saw who they ran to in the time of trouble and I'm going to tell you it changed their life friend you say how so well no longer is there any danger they could get to Jesus the, the water calmed down I'm going to tell you there's one more spectator I'm about done I think you see here in this, this one I think you see the spectator of the, of the, Gatter, of the maniac Gadaria look in chapter 5 verse 1 of Mark and they came over to the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And don't you, don't you notice this word? And when he was come out of the ship, that's Jesus. Listen to this. Immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. I got thinking about that there, Brother Heath. What, what do you think it was that made that Gadarean man, that man at Gadaria, to meet him at the dock? Now, I don't know, and I'll say it before I'll say it again, you can't prove me wrong on this. I can't prove it right, but you bear with me. What if when them disciples went down there, that old Gator, he's up there cutting himself, up there scraping himself. I mean, just naked, had chains broken around him, just in a, in a bind. And the grace of God lets him look down there over at sea, and he sees them little boats, just going, trying their best to keep it. And they say, see that big boat that's got Jesus on it already full of water? And then about that time, there's this man that walks out there on the bow of his ship. The Bible said he arose. He walked up there on the bow of this ship and he, he stood up there, Brother Heath, and he put both hands up in the sky and he said, Peace, be still. And the whole thing just went calm. It might be, Brother Heath, I don't know this, but that old, get, that old maniac got a sitting up there. Looked down there and he saw that man. He said, I'm going to tell you something. If that man right there can fix the seas, if, uh, if the storm can listen to him, I mean, what can he do for me? And I think he saw that and he walked right down there to the dock and I think just as soon as Jesus stepped off a boat, he was already bowed at his feet. He said, Sir, hey, hey, got to doing business with God right there. And you say, why? I'm going to tell you why. Because there were some disciples that was willing to get in the boat and to get out there in the storm. In the midst of the storm, they went and found God. Hey, and can I tell you this morning, we need to be willing hey, to be a witness for God in the storm. Hey, somebody watching. Somebody watching. Can I ask you, who in your life is watching you in the middle of the storm just to see who's going to take care of your problem? Can I ask you this? That old Gatorade man up there, 
He looks down off that hill, sees that. He could only have done that if God put them disciples in a storm. And I said, I started this thing off with this. It ain't always about me. It ain't always about you. It's about God getting the glory. And are we willing to suffer that some man tied up in chains, some man cutting himself, lost, I mean, talking about on his way to hell. Are we willing to suffer that God may be able to show His glory to them? Can I say that might be what it's going to take? Can I say I've got lost loved ones? I've got folks I want to see go to heaven. And oftentimes, we just want to see it done miraculously, something happen. You know what I'm talking about? Oftentimes, I don't know how truly we want it because we ain't really willing to suffer. Now let me just say this. I'm going to go ahead and make it public. I'd say just go ahead and throw me in there, Lord. Just put me out there in that storm if that's what it's going to take, Brother Heath. I mean, I've got some I want to see go. I want to see them go bad. And if that's what it takes, hey, it's putting a child of God in the storm. Hey, because look at here. I'm not worried about where I'm going to go when I die, good neighbor. Hey, it's just going to be a promotion for me. I'd say bring it on. I mean, let the storm rage. Let the winds fly high. Hey, let the blood-stained banner of the Lord Jesus hey, can wave. And folks in the distance hey, don't know what it's about. It's lost and dying and going to hell with no hope. And bless God can find some hope because I was stable in the storm. When I say this morning, I'm closing. I'm closing. Who are we showing about Jesus in our storm? Can I say I know the storm's a sure thing. It's coming. I know it's a sobering thing. It, 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 will, it will put you down there. But it does that for God's glory. Can I say, I'm going to put you to one more verse over in Acts 27. If I can find it, God just put this on my mind. Look over here at what Paul done in verse 35. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. He just, Paul just believed God. It was all going to be okay. And can I tell you something, good friend? He's coming today. It's all going to be all right. And in the middle of our storm, we just need to be thanking God for what He's allowing us to do. So He whooped me on this one a while back. Brother Johnson's preaching a message a few Sundays back. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, he come back there and the Holy Ghost was sitting back right over yonder. If y'all want to know where he was that Sunday, he was about right over there. And he's beating me to death. You know why? Because I started complaining in a storm that I asked God to put me in. There's times it'll sober you. But can I tell you something? When I come right over here and I kneel down there on that altar, and I said, God, I'm sorry. Thank you for answering prayers. He didn't pull me out of a storm quite yet. <laughs> oh, but he spoke peace into my soul. Can I tell you now, i got a different tune about it, Brother Heath. I just say, suffer on for the glory of God is what I say. Just go get it. Don't be afraid to suffer. Don't be afraid of the storm. But better yet, let's just say, God, if you put me in the middle of this storm, you've done it for a reason. I'm closing. I'm going to use an example of Brother Heath. Can I? He got that, that virus. He told me the other day, he said, Brother Ryan, he said, I just, I was defeated. 
said, I was at my home, I'd pray, and I'd do, I was just defeated. How many of them youngins got saved? Three of them? Yeah. I believe it was worth it, wasn't it? Yeah. I believe that storm was just, it was all right to go through that. See, God knows what's on the other side of the storm. You just got to have faith and know it's for your good. 